welcome to episode three of my podcast, Limelight on Values in Leadership. I'm Lisa Tomlinson, CEO of Limelight People Group, and I'm joined today by John Blackburn, who's the Managing Director of We Are Vacatio. So, John, would you like to introduce yourself? Well, yeah, thank you very much, Lisa. Pleased to be here. So I am the founder, Managing Director of Vacatio, which is a video-led recruitment business. Um, so we founded that in, in July of 2020. So obviously right in the middle of the pandemic, but I thought I'd kind of just give you a bit of a background into sort of my journey to, to get to that point. Because I think like the vast majority of people in recruitment, I fell into it. Um, 2010, in a bit of an interesting spot because at that time I was 22 years old and had a baby on the way. So yeah. it was a very much a, a needs must situation and Somebody had suggested it to me while I was on holiday. You'd be good at recruitment. Um, got back from that holiday with that news that Ella was on her on her way. And um, yeah, made a call to a, to a really interesting business in in Bristol called Smith Corp. Yeah, and to be honest, it was as soon as I started in recruitment, I was completely taken with it. I had no no idea, no conception, no thought about it when I started. But the for me, it was never really about sending CVs. It was about understanding people and not just candidates or people or clients it was understanding the people that made up those businesses that made those teams so for me it was never a numbers game um it was about understanding the business understanding the team understanding a culture and then trying to find somebody that that fitted that and i was just completely enamored with that as a process and then all the kind of psychology part that plays in in, in managing a process in how people make decisions in what gets people excited about recruitment and and to this day, I, I absolutely love it. I had a, a seven-year career with that business and was fortunate to benefit from some really fantastic sort of leadership and development training that they had in place in that business and was on a, you know, on a quick development path within 18 months or so. At the age of 26, 27, I was running that business. So operations director for a brand within, within the business and ran that business for two years before, before I moved on. When I started my first business at, at 29, which was very much just a one-man recruitment consultancy, it was had no ambition of, of, of growing a business, of, of being a business owner. I just wanted to consult. I'd gone through a difficult, you know, the difficult part of bringing Ella into, into the world, having, having not a lot of money. When I first started, I was sharing, um, sharing bed with, with a pregnant girlfriend who was in a, a five-bed student house at the time. <laughs> Um, so I'd gone, managed to get myself into into slightly more comfortable um, settings. But yeah, I didn't I didn't start a business to think right. I want to grow a business and 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 do all that fun. I was like, I just want to uh, want to recruit. I did that for about eighteen months and really enjoyed it. And I think looking back on that, a lack of purpose really manifested itself because it was kind of although I was making good money and the business was was providing me with with a, with a with a living, it was very difficult to. I suppose, find a reason to push on because I was like, well, I'm really comfortable making good money, but there's nothing really going. So I tried and failed to get another couple of businesses going with a friend of mine. I think that's where sort of Vocaccio, the, the thought around it really started there because a friend, a friend of mine, a very, very good artist, we started a business which was a sustainable art business. So selling sustainable products, trying to promote good causes, but we were a disaster working together and nothing ever really got off the ground. So I came back full circle to recruitment and really looked at it again to think, Do you know what, I absolutely love this industry. 
And it is an industry that I want to spend time in. But as a classic salesman, I'd given no plan to coming back. I was just like, well, I'll pick up the phone, start recruiting. I take somebody on, we'll do that. And then fast forward to around November time, 2019, I took my first person on, Alex, who's still with me now. I started to grow the business, but I'd given no thought to how we would actually do that. And then February 2020 and March 2020 hit, and we all know what happened there. Pandemic came, pulled the rug from under us as, as a business, you know, everything stopped. But it really afforded me the opportunity to spend time thinking about the business and the plan and the bigger picture and was fortunate to benefit from furlough scheme, was fortunate was fortunate to benefit from being able to take a mortgage holiday and spent the spring and summer of last year thinking about what the business would be. So Focaccio was born as a, as a video recruitment business, you know, trying to really focus on making the process better for everybody involved, less time consuming, more fun, more engaging and get better results. So yeah, that's a bit of a, a background on on me and, and what's led me to be sat here. Brilliant. Yeah, thank you for that. Really interesting to hear about your journey. I mean, personally, I, I've got to say that I think recruitment is in desperate need of a bit of disruption. Um, I think there's so much wasted energy from candidate sides. There's so much poor experience, or there can be, you know, even in terms of sustainability with people driving to places unnecessarily. I think there's a real kind of disruption needed. And I'm really interested to hear about what you're doing. But just going back to some of the things that you said there about your sustainable art business and, um, and when you're working in previous roles, where do you think your values have kind of shaped your journey into starting the business? A lot of it comes from, to be honest, there's a need for me for it to be fun. And for me, the sort of the innovation and challenge side of it is fun. And working with customers is fun and understanding what makes their life easier for me is really fun and really engaging. And I think recruitment should be. But the the thing I feel as a value for me is I, I love to learn. It's something that's really accelerated over the last couple of years. But I'm on a, I feel like I'm on a journey of, of discovery, reading, listening to podcasts. And that, I feel, is, is something that's really embedded now into the business. So, you know, one of our values as a business is to be absorbers. For example, we have once a week, uh, we have a thing called Culture Corner. And we sit, whether we're, whether we're in a room together or whether we're in a room via Zoom, we all dial in and we all read for half an hour. Um, and then we share our thoughts, share our learnings on those different books at the end of that session. And the thought being there, it, there's, there's multiple reasons. But what we want to be as a business is a business that are learning and sharing that knowledge and trying to impart some wisdom, if we can be that bold, you know, into our customers around people, around processes. I think you, know, you mentioned about the sort of sustainability side of things. As a business, we are sustainable. And for us, that doesn't mean we recycle. We do. We, you know, we want to, we want to be sustainable as a business, not just in our footprint, but in our practices um, and and in our people. You know, are the processes that we that we adhere to sustainable? Are the, the expectations sustainable? Yes, we do reduce the carbon footprint of our clients. And I want to get that in there because it is important because we are reducing the amount of interviews that happen on site so we're obviously reducing the amount of travel that happens but for us it's it's important that we the the way that we work is sustainable so that the the consultants are happy and can be focusing most of their time into the efforts that are most 
natural to them. Um, I'm a big believer in disc profiling and something that we do as a business. And you can't be great at everything. And I think that's that's one thing that, like you say, I think recruitment needs a good shake up. And it's one of our other other values is be challenges. It's what's known as the 360 model where a recruitment consultant will be responsible for everything from you know prospecting winning new business managing clients managing process finding candidates delivering offers a little bit of quality control and, and auditing you know by human nature you can't be great at all of those things you will have weaknesses in that process therefore you will have things that you enjoy less um, and inevitably those will get flagged as the weaknesses and then you'll have someone else telling you you need to do better at these things that you are innately not great at which i think is unsustainable so what we we are trying to do is break down those parts of the job those parts of the 360 process and give the bit to the person that it suits the most i hope that yeah. answers your question yeah, it really <laughs> does and um, i'm i'm also really passionate about disc i'm a disc facilitator mm. um, and i've seen the impact that that's had on my leadership team and the culture in my college and it's something that i i really like there's a lot of different psychometrics out there but i think disc for me is quite a simple easy one to understand Absolutely. yeah i also think business sustainability is often really misunderstood so you say sustainability and people think instantly about the environment which is environmental sustainability is definitely a big part of it. But actual business sustainability is more about where's the business going to be in 10 years. It's kind of the opposite of short term, short sighted management. And it's something I'm really passionate about. It's definitely an underpinning value of my business as well. So I really I really like that. Mm. So my next question, John, is what do you think um, you do differently at Focaccio from other recruitment agencies? And I'll just add a bit of context to that. A lot of recruitment agencies have quite uh, difficult reputational challenges, Absolutely, quite difficult, renowned cultural challenges. I know particularly when I was in recruitment, people worked in it until they had a family and then often women left and didn't come back because of the working practices, the long hours. I've heard even recently about somebody that works in recruitment who said the CEO actually said he should be the first one to leave and everybody else should be afterwards. So nobody can leave really until he chooses to leave. <laughs> so, right, right okay yeah how, how do you feel that you're different at Vocaccio? well certainly all the things you just mentioned there are different within Vocaccio, but yeah I want to preface that by saying that I, I love the industry and there are some great businesses and great people and great leaders and great consultants in there but there are also droves of not so great businesses and I think I think a lot of what happens and the negative stories that you hear are a direct result of a focus on a number and that number being the profitability and then everything being scaled back from that point. You know, Vocaccio is in business to make profit, but it's not the sole focus. Most recruitment businesses are run in a way that will say, right, for this month, we have a target of 100K, for example. And to do 100K, we know that historically that takes us 20 placements. To do 20 placements, we need this many number of vacancies. And to get this number of vacancies, we need to make this number of phone calls. So you then split that down between your team and say, right, you all need to make these phone calls. In that process, there is no regard for the customer. There is no regard for quality. There is no regard for experience. It is a numbers game. If you miss that target, guess what you do? You, you increase the numbers, which dilutes all of those other things. We're talking about values. How do you plumb values into making 20 cold calls? Mm -hmm. Very, very difficult. What we are trying to do is focus on the customer, get the experience to be as excellent as we possibly can make it so that then people naturally want to talk about you. 
and say what you know when it comes up in conversation that com- that maybe a recruitment company can be a, a decent experience i think you know there's there's also a lot of conversation around a possible lad culture and you're talking there about the the expectation of working long hours like we 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 do work a mixture of of hours at Boccaccio but it certainly isn't an expectation of you must do this or because I I do it you know I think it's the other way around I think I work for those guys my role at the moment is very much focused on uh, winning and attracting business the recruiters in the business don't do that part so I'm not then forcing them to say right the you know talent uh, customer acquisition is is your responsibility so you're carrying the burden of the business I think the brand should do that you know I think there is a big change in the market around the rise of personal brand the rise of of employer brand and the focus on that and I think that recruitment is right in the center of that that melting pot of businesses starting to realize that they can promote themselves on the platform like LinkedIn and candidates are realizing they can promote themselves on a platform like LinkedIn and that means a a change in landscape for for a recruitment business owner. And what we're trying to do is is position ourselves in the middle there that can so that we can be adaptable and nimble to what it is that a business needs from us because it, I think it's changing and I think it's changing at a rate of knots. Yeah, I agree. I think employer branding is something that many HR departments may not yet be familiar with. You know, marketing usually is a very separate function to HR, but but actually there's a missing link there in the fact that so many candidates and potential candidates see HR and they see what you're putting out there about the company. They see job adverts, they see reviews on Glassdoor, for instance. Mm. An employer brand, I agree, is becoming increasingly relevant. Yeah, there's one one other thing I'd like to add about recruitment businesses is that they're often focused on the end event. So it's it's huge focus on growth. You know, you will you will hear that narrative if you speak to recruitment business owners. Often, uh, we must grow by. We want to be X heads. If you had a pound for every time you heard that, you'd be loaded. If you had a pound for them saying we really want to be great at what we do, you might struggle a little bit. And I think there's also the, the thought that if you're focused on the exit strategy early on, then all your enjoyment is lost in the journey because you're then focusing on we will be happy and successful once we've hit this EBITDA number and we've sold. Mm-hmm. Where And that's then, you know, our, our number one value as a business is practice being present and I don't think that mentality of focusing on the finish line allows you to enjoy the journey allows you to really kind of express yourself in your job and get your company your, you know your clients and your colleagues to really engage with the process that you're working on today and making that experience really fun and not then thinking with a lot of recruitment businesses a carrot dangle it's like well when we sell mm-hmm. you'll get x by the time this podcast goes out I will have told my team which they don't know yet that Catchio will will be paying them 5% of net profit as a bonus across the team, you know, rather than saying you will own 5% of the business for a a hypothetical sale at some point down the line, because I don't know how that really translates into any result that we want right now. I think that obsession for recruitment recruitment businesses is, is, is often part of the problem. Yeah, not just in recruitment businesses. I think many people in their own lives and in whatever roles they're doing are looking for the end goal and not enjoying the journey towards that. Yeah, mm. so I, I really like that value. Thank you. So in terms of um, the future of HR and recruitment, we talked a little bit there about employer brand. 
I think what you do is is really great. You were telling me that um, you sometimes go into HR departments with a professional videographer and you can help them establish their employer brand, which, again, is something I've done a piece of work on and paid dividends in terms of candidate attraction, in terms of getting really good candidates. What other things do you think are on the horizon of kind of HR and recruitment? Well, yeah, in terms of what we do do, start there, because what we have been doing is without being able to travel into sites um, and do that, that the video piece that's that's coming very very soon is simply using a zoom conversation to humanize a brand you know most of our businesses uh, our customers are smes and i love working within that space because it's passionate engaged people who are trying to grow a business it's stakeholders it, it's people who are invested and passionate about the business but what they often don't have is a brand that helps them recruit they can't necessarily attract talent just by then with their name so what I firmly believe is that we can really help that part of the process. And by having something as simple as a, as a Zoom conversation with somebody talking passionately about the business and why they're there and the kind of person that they want and why, it humanizes the brand and, and gives us something to use when we're in a crowded marketplace talking to candidates. You know what it's like if most people have been a candidate at some point, you get called often many, many times, you get many, many voicemails, many, many emails. But with our business, what we're able to do is use video in a very clever manner to get our customers talking directly to the talent very, very quickly, whether we send it to 10 or 30 people, maybe one or two of those people hear what that business says, what that person says and feel something they go, oh, I love what Lisa said about that business. It sounds like something I'd really like to explore. So over the next couple of months, we'll be on site, be able to take that a bit further and get some proper well-produced video done. But yeah, I think Things are changing significantly with how businesses are planning to recruit. And I was having a conversation with a senior HR professional recently about how how they use video. At the moment, they use a, they use they do use a video process, but it's unmanned. You know, the candidate gets sent a link, and I found it really interesting to see that they were thinking, Do you know what? Does that fit our culture, our brand of putting a real value on people? When they then get sent, you know, a script and like answer these questions. So that we're in conversation at the moment about them dropping that and moving to Focaccio, just doing the, the video interviewing part of the process. So we wouldn't do any of the talent acquisition. We would just do that part. And when I said earlier about kind of being, you know, agile to, to take a part of the process that works for a business, that is really interesting. That business hire hundreds of people a year. It's a huge business. But Focaccio would love that project because that's all about what we do. It's like getting the most out of a personality in a short space of time. When we deliver our candidates to a company, it's via a portal that your hiring manager can use on a smartphone if they want to, sat on the sofa. And it's it's all about the person. It's not about the skills because you've got the CV for that. And that's what we really believe is the ever-increasing trend is that people want to know people rather than skills. It tends to normally be that when someone is offered a job, it's they say, we really like that person and they can do the job really well, you know, in, in that order. So what we focus on when we create those two or three minute videos is is personality first. It's why do you love what it is that you do? What project are you most proud of? Not tell me about your experience. So I think that's a definite trend. And I think, you know, I don't think I've got all the answers, but we're, we're, we're right in the mix of it. I think at the moment, it certainly feels that way that, that lots of lots of thoughts are changing around around recruitment and employer brand candidate experience. I think businesses have really become aware that they need to make a process and experience because all even in this marketplace, when there's lots of talent 
on the market. Everybody wants the same people because the best people, you know, will inevitably have options. And if the candidate experience, if the recruitment process itself is a selling point, then it can only help get that person to come and join your tribe rather than somebody else's. Yeah, I completely agree. And from what I'm seeing in HR is there's a lot more people applying for the roles so that the numbers of people applying are really high, but actually there's the same or less with the actual skills that are needed. So there might be 150 people apply. There's still only six that are making it to interview at the end of it. Um, yeah. I don't think that the current market has as loosened the skills shortage. Personally, I think it's still a very competitive environment. You know, if anything, I think the shift for me has been people really becoming disillusioned with the current processes around recruitment, whether that's directly with long, complex application processes, only one way of doing that, which doesn't meet, you know, very diverse people. It doesn't necessarily complement their skills. Um, AI and, you know, the kind of developments in terms of spelling mistakes being knocked out at stage one. So, you know, anyone with dyslexia is instantly on the back foot, for instance. I think, what I'm seeing is more disillusionment with that. And, I, yeah. and I think what you're doing is really kind of fighting the good fight. Yeah, I, I, I really appreciate you saying that because, yeah, we're at the other end of that spectrum. Being like, Let's use technology to facilitate the delivery of it, but let's use technology to really focus on the people and the personalities and the culture of the business so that, you know, when people meet a lot's already happened, but it's been an enjoyable an enjoyable process. And we are really focusing on people, personalities, rather than, I suppose, the lack of emotion that goes through applicant tracking systems. You know, and it, it goes back to the recruitment, the bad recruitment businesses that it's all managed by numbers. It's I don't think the recruitment should be that because if people are your biggest asset and, and are valued the way most people say they are valued, then surely the process should value them a little bit more than it than it often does. Yeah, and it's the same with the humanising HR um, argument and narrative that's going around. You know, if people is your business, you know, that, that's got to be the key focus. And, you know, to have humanised processes, I think is absolutely valuable. Lovely. Well, thank you ever so much for joining me today. It's been really fascinating to hear more much. about the other Casio. Yeah, I'm really interested to see your journey and how you move forward. I feel like things are moving already thick and fast for you. So um, the future, I think, is going to be exciting been a real pleasure thank you very much for having me and yeah stay tuned it certainly feels as though there's there's a lot happening at the minute brilliant thank you very much thank you Lisa Um, so for anybody that's interested um you can link in with myself or John so it's John Blackburn at We Are Vocacio um listen out for episode four thank you very much bye-bye